Welcome, 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 podcast welcome, listeners. Welcome, it is welcome. episode number 232 of the Fret Talk podcast. I will edit Leo of that first bit like the absolute bastard of audio that he is. Oh, you it's got episode... it right the first time, mate. We wouldn't be here. It's we? episode number two thirty-two of the Fretzel Podcast. You're here with your host, Mister Budget Pedal Chap. You are here with Lee Padabada Babada 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 Doo. Say hi, Lee. Yabba Dabba Doom. How you doing? Yabba Dabba Doom. It is definitely a thing. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's not. Well, it's I mean, you've made it official now. Uh, we are oh, here with. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. Say hi, Josh. I am back, peoples. You are back, peoples. I mean, <laughs> you are li- li- leader of the back peoples. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did you hear something else there Lee? i mean lee lee seems to be doing his own thing right there i mean carry on lee carry on um <laughs> i am front peoples indeed okay uh and then we we also have got, <laughs> we also have got mr matt come say hi matt <laughs> Hi, Matt. Wee. I mean, this is an absolute shit show of the start of the podcast. <laughs> right, it's a minute in at least. We've broken Lee already. I know. It's an absolute shit show. But, the, I mean, we start as we mean to go on. Let's uh, let's, do a po- let's do a podcast, please. Let's do a podcast. I mean, I usually sound like this towards the end of the podcast. I'm usually a bit, little bit more <laughs> composed at the start of a podcast. Oh, right, so yes, we are here to talk the week of guitar. I think coming up, we've possibly, possibly got some. Uh, we've got an obituary. We've got a bit on some uh, Gibson pedals and, and possibly some guitar. But before we do that, we start the way that we usually start, which is Lee trying to stick a pedal up his nose. <laughs> what is it? Don't a pedal. I mean, it, I mean, it looks suspicious. Camera stand. Oh, okay. I mean, it looks suspiciously <laughs> like a marital aid. Um, I mean, but there why we go. You want to stick a camera stand up your nose? You know, it's uh, well. Yes, knows. Who? Yeah. Who? Who knows? <laughs> um So, <laughs> what we've been up to, guys? Let's let's do let's do a podcast the way that we usually do a podcast. What we've been up to? Go on. Well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll start with. Uh, we'll start with Josh because he's got a lot to talk about. Go on, go on, Josh. Do I? Yeah, of course you do. Usually, people get really, people always get really fed up of me talking and end up losing like track of anything I'm saying. Uh, yes, I, I. I mean, <laughs> tell us about I, your podcast, I have Josh. Been up to a, yes, uh, <laughs> Guitar Geeks went back live on Saturday uh, with the first episode of season two with um, Jake Wilson, who is a guitarist and composer for London's West End. And it was a lovely, lovely chat talking about when you went to Berkeley and having John Petrucci and Steve Vai on his own podcast. So it was it was good fun. I mean, all of those things sound suspiciously like he's an actual musician and not pretending to know, be one amazing, like us. it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like I, I was chatting to him, and I was just like, "Oh, I am so like out of my depth here compared to you." Yeah. It, uh, it was like, uh, oh, "Oh, don't don't you just when the Phrygians and the uh, and the Mixolydians?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure." 
Sure. <laughs> cool. what, yeah. what, what's the only Phrygian I know is I keep my water in it in downstairs in the kitchen. I mean, I'll tap my, uh, I, I can play. I can play you a, a, a G chord, and after that, I'm I'm out, mate. I'm out. I mean, I do wonder how you don't learn your modes. Like, what? I I, I don't get that. I have ADHD, so trying to sit down for like any period of time to go through repetitive patterns is something that Mate, just I can't do. There's I can I can play all of the modes. I can't name them all. Yeah, uh, I get that. So, like, first off, ADHD H isn't even a note. Okay, right? <laughs> it's A to G. <laughs> so you get it right. <laughs> If you do enough coke, flowers. you might find the H, though. <laughs> <laughs> we are, of course, talking about Coca-Cola here. Yeah, Coca-Cola. absolutely. It's not making if you drink too many E numbers, you might find the H. That's it. Well, <laughs> like in in um, like certain German compositions from from like way way back, like the eighteen hundreds and and so on, there was a use where H was a was a thing. If you were if you Google it, you will see the 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 mysterious H note or H. How can chord. you know that and not know your fucking modes? <laughs> He's a he knows his modes. Uh, yeah, I, uh, to be fair, I I uh, I am I'm playing a little dumb here. I I almost almost got into learning the modes of the Phrygian uh phrygian dominant scale uh, sorry the harmonic minor scale which of course has the phrygian dominant as we all know um <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. that's on my list that uh, after i've done all these like metal lessons then i want to get into these um dominant seventh uh scales and stuff like that and <sighs> that scares me yeah. words yeah i mean you <laughs> you end up with stuff that is stupid like like um like Dorian sharp uh sorry Dorian like sharp five and stuff and you're like okay yeah sure I need that um it it <laughs> there's there's very very few like extremely useful ones um unless you're playing horribly extended chords or jazz uh, yeah uh, and th- yeah essentially yeah if you if you're a jazz guy or girl. Um, knowing the modes of like the harmonic and melodic minor are are an absolute must. If if you're gonna rip pentatonic blues, I mean, <laughs> you, you you leave pentatonic blues alone. I mean, I mean yo, why is it? This is my wheelhouse, man. Josh Smith recently said, like, it, you know, just because someone's playing fast doesn't mean they can't play with feeling. Just because you like someone j- plays the blues doesn't mean they don't have don't, doesn't mean that they don't have an extended theory of uh, knowledge of music theory you know it doesn't have to be black or white it doesn't have to be either or you can do all of it yeah i mean yeah, to put it into like a different context i know like hundreds and hundreds of it. i know like words like quintessential um but i still use fuck and shit and <laughs> i <laughs> overuse those Within an inch of their life, so I mean, yeah, so Stephen Fry, exactly, he's pretty bloody clever, In, indeed, indeed. <clears throat> so, so we uh, we lean on what we know, um, and what, what? Sorry, Josh, we've completely overtaken your um, <laughs> your thing about your podcast. Tell us more about this dude. Uh, well, so he um, 
started off his kind of musical career um, doing the same thing as what we all do, going, oh, I like how that sounds, I like how that sounds. Uh, I wonder what X, Y, and Z is of Phrygian scale, dominant second, third, or whatever, I don't know. Um, and um, We established he, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't want to divulge too much because obviously I want you to, people to go and listen to the podcast as well. But it was very interesting to hear actually, because, you know, you hear like, you know, Mayer and Petrucci and all those that have, have gone to Berkeley where they have, how it's led them. And actually it's kind of interesting to see, I mean, not to sound crude here, but how the average Joe has been able to actually apply that and then start to obviously kind of earn a living from yeah. from that. I mean, because we, we can't all be Petrucci's and John Mayer's, can we? There's There's got to be, uh, like, like you say, <laughs> crudely put, an average Joe's um, take on what, what that um, what that education will get you. Yeah, um, and it was interesting because obviously, you know, we always think about, you know, like bands or, you know, all of us, you know, um, we, especially during COVID and things like that, we've, you know, we've been residing to sitting at home and we haven't been able to play gigs. And, you know, for most of us gigs, there's just a good way to go out and have fun. Some of us obviously make it, do it as a living some of us don't and it's actually quite interesting to see obviously how that has affected him in the theatre industry because obviously because people couldn't go to theatre and and things like that so because to be fair when we was going through it I didn't actually ever think about you know the people that are playing guitar in a you know symphonic orchestra and things like that yeah yeah um so it was it was really interesting to um see that yeah to see how he diversifies his earnings yeah um yeah it was a really fun podcast this is where the government kind of turned around and they were like oh well go out and get a real job and he's like getting ready for this (laughs) yeah you can train in this job ah yeah I mean, um, other than other than that, um, I finished mixing and mastering my first uh, song for my EP today, and I also uh, have produced a Muse Quad Cortex patch, which is taken off really well. So, is this and was is it is it based on the tones of the new Muse tune that was released? Well, yeah. ironically, ironically, I. I'd listened to it and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn that riff because it absolutely slaps. Um and I just threw on a diesel uh VH three uh, sorry, VH four patch on the on the channel three. And I was like, okay, that sounds relatively close, but I can get it closer. And then I just started fiddling, looked at pictures of what Matt was using in various rigs, piling it all together. Uh, and then two hours later I'd made a rig. Nice. Nice what did you find he was using? Because he he switches up his rigs quite often, and I've not seen the blunt so, what he's using for the new stuff. Um, obviously, there's nothing really to do with his new stuff. I know, obviously, he's been using Kemper's. Gives and Les Paul and the Marshall, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, do, he does. Yeah, um, definitely. He not. does use Marshall. He uses diesel yeah. Marshalls. Um, so the actual. Um, amps that i've used mainly is i've got uh, the vh4 on the channel three 
Um, and I'm also using um, a JCM 900 um, as the two main amps. Uh, for the cleans, I've got a JC120 and a Vox AC30 with a top boost. Because um, when I was looking at pictures of these rigs, they were kind of... I, was, I know we used the JC120 on um, drones, I believe it was. Um, and then they're, both run, they're all running through uh, Marshall uh, cabs, 57-121 mics. Uh, there's EQ in there, digital delays, lots of stuff like fuzz, pitch shift, and all the fun effects. Um, What's it tuned that, down to? Do you know? B standard. The new song was done <laughs> on the seven strings. Proper low. Proper. proper um, low. So I I broke out the baritone and I used to have it in drop A. So I just tuned up the the low A to the B, and then it was pretty easy from there. Nice. Um, or you'll see if you've got a seven string, you can do it on a seven string. Yeah, yeah. Um, the hardest setting actually to replicate that I was making was um, that plug-in baby um, intro. Fuzz Factory. Um, it's but obviously yeah, but kind of. Like, <clears throat> there's like four different layers to it, and yeah, yeah it's it's all Matt's, over the place. Matt's obviously got the the fuzz factory built into his mansion, and he kind of uses that to get some of the really sort of glitchy sounds. But what I ended up doing what? was I've used um, three effects. I've used a revival drive, um, a fuzz pie, which is basically like a big morph, I guess, um, and the pug to just add the slight octave to it. Um, and I used an EQ that kind of took out some of the the low end, and it works quite nicely actually. And uh, it, yeah, he, he um he also in that particular guitar he had a pheromone um, built into it, so that's where he's getting all the stuff at the beginning. Yeah, like when you listen to is it the one that the live in Rome Coliseum or whatever it was, and yeah, he's doing he's got he's a delay just going, on it. yeah. Yeah, it's mad. Um, but what I also found was uh, when I used the EQ and the uh, the fuzzes as well, it gave me that um, sound from Supermassive Black Hole, that broken speaker style fuzz at the start. Yeah. And it come, it come out really, really nicely, to be fair. So you've been doing a little bit of a, a tone tour of um, the discography of Muse rather than just focusing on the one. Yeah, I, I tried to make it so um, the presets, you could do everything. So there's obviously some parts I've got for specific sounds. So say like if Lee had his quad cortex, for example, if he had one, <laughs> um, and he wanted to play Supremacy, I've put um, um, a setting for it where it drops uh, the tuning down. So you can use, instead of obviously having to go to drop A, yeah. you can then just use the A string uh, and have that single note drop octave to simulate that, which I think was... Only on the one string? Yeah, because I think su- Supremacy, it, uh, well, no, it, it 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 does it for all of them, but obviously you just play the one string, not all of them. Right, um, okay. Um, there's, yeah, the plug-in baby sort of things. I've done... Um, I think it's time is running out. I think he has that kind of clean with the pitch shift on the top of it. I've it's done. I've replicated like that. There's a drone on that as well. It's almost like he the, the note is being sustained. It feels like he's. It almost feels like he's got a, a sustainer. Uh, 
an ebo over the string as it, and he's hammering the notes yeah um i've found that obviously with some of the music stuff he does use sustainiacs uh for some of the songs to mm. just try and help prolong that well sustain it a lot more so obviously i can't really do that because i don't have a sustain yet so <laughs> yeah help. it's one of those things i've always wanted to install in a guitar but i have no idea what guitar i'd install it in <laughs> i'd if you want one i'd sincerely recommend going down the fernandez or bernie's route they're, they're, yeah. they're both the same company um so they both have the um the sustainer, the sustainer pickups, yeah. so rather than the yeah because you've got the sustainiac and then you've got the sustainer pickups and they both yeah. do the same job but they're they're slightly different um they are absolutely fucking amazing they do look like really good fun i have to say um maybe in the future but, but yeah that's what i've been doing next <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go next because it kind of follows in with that that tone hunt that you've uh that you've been doing um i have taken the uh the the mantle of tone chasing for the um for the songs that i've been learning for the band really seriously um so much so um that i've been looking for the very specific Grammy Award winning Santana tone um, that was on um, Smooth. Smooth, yeah, yeah. So I, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole this week. So I uh, I, I listened to the isolated track, um, which you can find on YouTube. There's there's a, a few um, like isolated tracks. Um, and I had an idea, like listening to it, I had an idea what was going on, but then I went onto like the forums. In fact, I went onto a Quad Cortex forum as well, actually, where they were like mentioning like some of the things that they thought were happening with it. Um, and I ended up recording, um, recording a little bit of a, a video for that. So like in the style of the, the pedal boards of doom stereo rig setups that I did a couple of weeks back. Um, I've done one for Santana's Tone on Smooth, and you'd really be surprised with one of the effects that I use. But I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to wait until until that's released so that so that we can uh, keep that. Surprise. Is it the tone control on the guitar? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Every I mean, time I've ever played any Santana stuff, it's always just been roll the tone. We down. we did that for a little while in one of the bands and all i did was use the neck pickup roll off all of the tone and use a raise the dead i mean weirdly <laughs> enough i didn't use the neck pickup i used the middle setting um the tone was rolled off um yeah. but actually it's a lot less woolly than you'd think um that specific okay. tone there's yeah like other santana tones probably are a bit more towards that but that specific tone has got a very very specific in fact, it's for a few parts of the song. It's it's double tracked, and one of the guitars is doing an octave higher, um, but has also got what seems to be a certain effect. But again, I'm not I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let you let you watch that one because it should be out. Should be out tomorrow, <laughs> I think. I think so like, I'd if, imagine what, what it'd be something do... subtle like a thickening chorus or phaser, something just to give it an extra bit of um movement on it. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be a bit of delay on there. Mm. 
Uh, See, what you've done is you've actually listened to the track, whereas I <laughs> learnt it from memory and was like, oh, it's Santana, let's just take all of the tone off and use a, use a load of fucking gain. And it goes a bit like this. And I, I, I vaguely remember the riff for... And then the rest of it, I just twatted around. Yeah, I mean, that, Santana. That's essentially what Santana... <laughs> I watched a, a couple of versions of it. So I listened to the, the original track to try and get those kind of notable licks, but then listen to Santana doing it live at like certain... Yeah, he's nothing fucking like no, it. No, he, he might... You're lucky if he plays the riff when he does it live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, I didn't feel so bad as, as to like not having practiced so much before turning up to rehearsal. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm being authentic to the original uh, original artist here. Um, but yes, uh, like the original tone is... There's a lot more to it than you you would think. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one there. Today, literally today, on this day when we are recording, so last last Tuesday for you lot, um, released finally the multi-track versus mimic. Um, it was such a good video, such a good vid. I was really because you weren't sure about it. You were like, I don't know if it's gonna be good. It might not be any. I was watching. I was just like, this is good. This is really really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, did you get it right, though, is the question. Did you get it right? I listened to it on my phone, yeah. and then I was I put in the comments, I, I need to go and listen to this through headphones to, to decide. Yeah. Um, the one that I thought sounded the worst, I, I suppose I can probably say it now. Can I, do you want me to go into it, or do you want me not to so other people can go make their own minds up about it? I mean, yeah, let, let other people make their own minds about it and drop a comment. So if you're going to go and watch the video, which you should, go and do it yeah. after the podcast. But um, yeah. please, yeah. not whilst driving yeah. as well. So I wish you'd said that earlier. I've crashed now. For fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> and the Board of Doom is not liable for any accidents that may occur during this podcast. And that, that, is, that is a quality disclaimer there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, so the one that you thought was the worst—don't say what track it is—but the one that you thought was the worst was which, which one? I, and it, I was walking around doing things whilst watching a video. Um, yeah. But the one I thought was the worst was actually the mimic. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> And, and i think based on the the guesses that josh did beforehand he i tried to find my answers but i couldn't seem to find them i i, I remember that they weren't right <laughs> um, yes. but i obviously I didn't, didn't think, i didn't think they were i didn't want to give that away i think because uh, i don't think we've shared it on on the podcast i think you guessed the the actual multi-track as the mimic, which made me quite pleased that there was there was some legs with this video because we I, I sent you lot the the um, the rhythm guitar track one, didn't I? Yeah, uh, and you went, yeah, this like this one sounds sounds pretty thick. I think this one's the uh, the multi-track, and that actually I, I believe was the mimic. So, whoop whoop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's really cool. Like it sounded like you were getting into the heavier side of playing for a little bit. Oh, uh, with the uh, the kind of doomy, like mm, melodic again, doomy is, track. Yeah, it was nice that you're just making excuses up to play it now, aren't you? Like, <laughs> what, what, what can I do next that will allow me to play something heavy and just like pretend like I'm not enjoying it? I mean, 
the the thing is, I, I bought uh, I bought some new drum plugins, um, and because I <laughs> bought some new drum plugins, they sounded really good for doomy drums. Um, I bought two sets of drums from um, Ugrito, and I think they're called, um, and they are they're just the most disgusting sounding drums. But in the- Are they the really annoying company that just advertises to you at Facebook? Just every other advert is the fucking ugly tone metal, like death metal drums. It, and yeah, could, fucking thrash metal drums. Could possibly be. Yeah, yeah. Does my fucking head in. I hate Facebook videos because <laughs> they've got adverts in anyway, but it's 15 seconds of just. It just does my fucking Budget pedal chap now needs to edit. <laughs> yeah, well done, Matt. <laughs> I just does my head. In. I just, I, I don't buy plugins anyway. But Jesus Christ, like thrash metal drums on their own without anything around them don't sound good. That's why no one listens to just the drums. They listen to songs. Can I add that he only got those plugins because he hasn't used Get Good Drums? Um, I mean that is true. I don't have Get Good Drums. Um, they but- they are well renowned as being. Bl- like absolutely amazing to get good stuff. Yeah, I've I've got um I got Easy Drummer and it's it's really good for like polite drums, for like pop <laughs> and like no sir death. after you sir no 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 of course I couldn't do that sir <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly like that they're, they're just nice. really they're really kind of really processed and and really like pop centric. They seem very good they, for that like, kind really, of stuff. Really, 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 really want to want to really, really, really want to zig zigar. Yeah, I mean, you, if you, you want could, to be, if you did want to be my lover, just forget my. Pat- you have got to give. Forget, you've got to give. You've got to give. You've got to give. Yeah, you can't can't take. Um, but yeah, they're, like they're really good for the polite stuff. But then when you want to do some like rock and like heavier drums. It just it's, it just doesn't cut it. So that's why I've got the... Um... Just hit them harder. Set it to hit them harder. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or buy Get Good Drops, One Kit Wonder. But yeah, so that's something that I did this week. Also, by the time this is out, I believe I will be featured on the Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast. So please, please, I really please, have please, been. please, please check that out. You haven't been yet, have you? Well, I, I was mentioned. Oh, you were met. You were met. <laughs> yeah, I I will be doing a good three hour stint on there. So yeah, check that out. And they are amazing guys. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it actually because uh, I I'm a, yeah since I've said it, I can talk about what I'm going to I'm going to be doing. Um, that the um the, the really bad Super Mario movie. <laughs> yes, you are going to. <laughs> I mean. That it surprised me and also really didn't surprise me, or both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to pick what what film? Yeah, you were, from you a were list, doing? from a list, and uh, like the ones that I wanted to take. I was like, taken, taken, taken. Budget pedal chap, can't right. <laughs> taken, <laughs> taken, taken, taken. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Terminator two. Oh, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, cats hit the bag. I am doing Terminator Two. Uh, I'll be. It should back. be out by now. By it should, yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah, should be. Maybe I don't know. I don't know their release schedule, but either so, it will be. It will be imminent. If 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 it is not imminent, 
<laughs> so, so there we go. Um, Lee, Lee, yeah. What you been? What you been up to this week, Lee? Yeah, I've been playing my acoustic a bit. <laughs> I've been playing two acoustic backing tracks. So usually, what I do is I play the backing tracks of songs I know, or just like um, either like a a Pink Floydy style backing track or a bluesy style backing yeah. track. And I thought, you know what? What about acoustic style backing tracks? Uh, and there's some really good ones out there, really, really good ones. And um, yeah, I, I was quite happy with them. And with the fingering that I've been learning and like how to play my scales, because it's been a little bit slower, it, it's allowed me to kind of like get get used to using it a little bit more. Um, and uh, yeah, it's quite useful, like really quite useful. It's um, does it disappoint your wife? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> She prefers a slower fingering, does she? <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. mean, he walked into it. He did, but Terminator Two is really, really good. Don't watch Super Mario. <laughs> Don't watch the film. No. It's trash. There oh, is a new Super Mario movie being made, and do you know who's playing Mario? Cool. It's got to be somebody. It's Danny DeVito. Nope. Oh, it, like you won't. You won't guess this. Chris Hemsworth on that route. It is a Chris, and it is from Marvel. Chris Evans. Fuck off. Nope. Chris Tuffer Biggins. <laughs> no, there's oh. only one other Chris, isn't there? Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? What franchise is that guy not in? <laughs> He's not I in mean, Jurassic Park. Chris Evans oh, has been in everything. I mean, yeah. Chris Evans has been in Marvel twice. He's that, that yeah. prolific. <laughs> oh man! Oh, good. Such good. different characters as well. You know, you've, you, it's it's hard to get your head around that he was like Johnny uh, and and obviously, yeah, it's just crazy. Indeed, indeed. I mean, your um, odd exclamation of Waluigi just reminded me that I watched very strange. Uh, I think it was like a, like a share from TikTok. I, I mean, that happens too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you got a nut, you got a nut. Um, Mario porn. <laughs> now there was this. There was this TikTok being shared in in a couple of groups of a woman dressed in a costume of Toad from the Mario series, drumming right. to Metallica's "One," whilst also singing the lyrics. In the voice of Toad. Was she a <laughs> green toadstool? Because it could have been Metallica's one up. Uh, I mean, it it's a shame that she did not do that. <laughs> it but it was it was so fucking mental. Like Was this available on pay per view? Yeah, only fans, <laughs> I believe, is this one. Drum. Yeah. On, only drum. drumming it. <laughs> yeah. Um <sighs> Matt, what have you been up to? Really not much. Uh, I finally... So if if you go back and listen to a podcast probably around March or April last year, I talk about how I tried to install a wiring harness in a guitar and it worked before I... So I soldered everything together, plugged something into the jack socket, it worked. Then I put everything that was outside the guitar into the guitar and then it stopped working. And then I took it out and it, it still wouldn't work anymore. So I finally, after, what, 10, 9, 10 months, it's gone to a guitar tech who's going to fix it for me because 
Yeah, it's it's literally been sat in its case. We've moved house twice, <laughs> and was, it's just it's sat in two di- different corners. And I've gone. I'd really like to play that guitar. Like I've had that for nine years now or so, and like it was my main gig and guitar for about seven of them years. And I, m- I miss playing that guitar. So what it went it? to a guitar. It's the Gold Cabernet Italy. Oh right, okay, bloody hell! You haven't played that for a song. I, it's yeah, it's been about ten months since I played it. Because the, the worst thing is. About three months before that, it finally had a fret dress because it had some frets that were kind of starting to flatten out on the the unwound strings just because I'd been playing it for seven years. Non- like I, I, th- I worked out, I reckon I've probably played that probably about 12,000 hours on that guitar. Um, and it, yeah, it, it was starting to like, so I, I had the frets dressed and then I was like three months later and the jack socket was getting really loose and I was like, do you know what? It's got this shitty fucking Mexican wiring harness in it. Let's just rip all that out and I'll get a proper one from James's tone home of tone um and yeah and it's just been sat in, a, sat in its hard case for yeah nine ten months so i finally finally sent it to a, a luthier who is gonna sort it all out and just check that there's nothing else up with it and then hopefully i'll get that back tomorrow and i can play that guitar again and Aluth- i miss Aluthia, playing that guitar luthier um newton john yes a luthier newton john <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a stretch. It really is a stretch. Oh, honestly, when he said it, I thought, did he say Olivia? No. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I've done that and I've played along to some Glastonbury. I've just been watching shit on YouTube and playing along to it and the last like four things I've done is like Glastonbury sets for it's not even particularly bands that I'm massively into, just like it's it's just followed on from whatever I was watching and I just continued playing along. Nice. Um, which is weird because I never tend to do shit like that. But I've like one of the bands, I've no idea who they are, because um, the I I was literally had my iPad plugged into my um, my simplifier because it's got a like an aux in, and it was sat on the table and I was like stood the other side of the room and it went through their entire set. It was only like a thirty minute set, no idea who they were, and it's kind of because it's because it's gone on to the next video. There's no way of going back. So yeah, I, I played along to some music that I don't know what it was, and it was great. Kanye West, by any chance? It definitely wasn't Kanye West. I um, wasn't dropping n bombs or trying to sing Queen badly. Badly, badly. <laughs> it it wasn't I mean, that, that's generous. Oh uh, God! <laughs> they, they, you know, that should have turned into a full-on riot. <laughs> it really should have. There was enough people there to take the motherfucker out. Saying about with Queen, I saw on, I think it was on Reddit, and uh, it was, you know, that, that video of the Freddie Mercury, you know, vocal warm-up sort of thing. And um, somebody had posted one of, of some Korean, what, what do they call that stupid Korean music? That K-pop. They all, yeah, that's the one, K-pop. Some K-pop artist was trying to do it, and it was one of the most horrendous things I've ever seen on the internet. There's a there's a, a a video that's similar to that that is like either either Korean or Japanese version of Britain's Got Talent, and there's some woman trying to do that to the the crowd in there, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then she, then she tries to sing Queen, and she's clearly not learned English, and just tried to hear what the words sound like when she's singing. So oh, like tripping yeah. o- tripping over words and just inventing things, and it's it's yeah, it's like Kenley all over again. 
there's that woman who does the can't live. Uh, Ken Lee, yeah, Ken Lee. To do ba do ba do do. Ken Lee, do ba do ba do Yeah, but the thing, like the thing is, Bless like she, she she comes up to the like the judges and says, "I'm I'm going to sing a Mariah Carey song," and we go, "Oh yeah," and she says, "Ken Lee," and she means, "Do, do you mean like without you?" And no, Ken Lee, Ken Lee, <laughs> like confident in her wrongness. <laughs> uh, I mean, go for it, girl. Yeah, yeah. If you That's if you brilliant. if you ain't got the confidence behind it, you ain't getting nowhere. So at least do it badly, but confident. You know, what? I I've got uh, something that I want to talk about very very quickly, which is film news, but is very relevant to what we're doing here. Not my dick. Um. So he's going to edit him out now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's um, going to be so much editing in this post-production, it's going to be unreal. I imagine it's just um, the first 30 minutes, just delete. <laughs> <laughs> so Foo Fighters are making a movie. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Studio 666. Um, from, from what I've seen of it, it actually looks really funny. And the guys can, like, Dave looks like he can act ish um and the others are a little bit wooden but not not so bad and it is it is down that sort of like um it knows what it is it's not trying to be the next oscar winning nominee or something like that it knows what it is so they're kind of like just making a fun horror movie uh so it's not gonna have the music of the food fighters in no yeah. it's just a horror it's, it's just a a comedy horror film. Oh, I'm I'm done with that. Writing an album in it in in a studio that's haunted and they they start getting possessed and stuff. But there's a bit, there was a bit where he's like, right, I've got this idea of this new song, and he starts acoustically on like an SG or something, starts playing like Everlong, <laughs> and they're like, you wrote that twenty years ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> been long enough, but it's no one will done, know mate. it. It's been done. No one will remember it by now. One of my favorite songs that is amazing track. I think that was one of the first songs I learned in Drop D. Same here. Mm. <laughs> I played Drop D once. Never again. Never again. Still talk, <laughs> talking about his uh, Pornhub <laughs> research. <laughs> See. So, yeah, uh, Studio 666, and that comes out in February. Nice. Go on, let's do some news. Reluctantly, let's do some news. <laughs> I feel obligated, but yes. Okay, news. Go on, Lee. What Five new pedals from Gibson slash Maestro. I mean, four new pedals and an FZ one. Let's... Well, it's not, because it's got like a modern mode on it as well. So... Okay, so let's let's give a bit of history to Maestro because uh, last time we mentioned them, Matt was like, "Who?" <laughs> so yeah, and then somebody said, "Oh, the Maestro pedals would do for a good Matt rant," and I was like, "What's a Maestro pedal?" So I didn't take it in even when you told me last time. <laughs> <laughs> so they they are Genesis. Um, the first, which one is which? Which Phil one Collins. is the, the two drummers? Yeah, you, you hit this Peter one Gabriel. Um, so probably buy their FZ power supply one. then, right? <laughs> okay, so the FZ one was the uh, fuzz that you heard on Fat Satisfaction. Yeah, um, OG fuzz. The cool story it? about Satisfaction. Um, Keith Richards doesn't even want the riff to be in there. He wanted it just to be brass, and yeah, he um, asked them to delete the 
um, the guitar riff and they left it in and he was yep. pissed off about it. Exactly. So yeah. you're not even supposed to know that song with that fuzz sound. Can you imagine the world if it had? So what we're saying is Keith Richards hates this pedal. <laughs> like <Yep>. certified. <laughs> so um, everyone else loves it. <laughs> and um, it kind of spurred everyone else to go, what is that and how do I do it? So the, the original fuzzes were supposed to make your guitar sound like a trumpet. So it was going to be da, 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 da. like like you say, it was going to be a brass section and he was trying to emulate that and they were going to lift it out and then replace it. But it sounded so aggressive, so as satisfaction does. And it sounded just so much more angry than anything else. It was like, uh, it was the difference between like Slipknot and Foo Fighters, for instance, or something like that. It was that much more. So, um <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty bloody heavy. And then that led people on to making other fuzzes. And then we had the fuzz face, we had the tone bender, uh, and all these different circuits come out. And then we, big, you know, all these fuzz face, tone bender, big muff. What else did we have? We had the, um, what's the one with the octave up on it? The, the oct- Fox Tone, blue, yeah, tone Machine. The blue box. No, no. No, no. The, well, the we Octavia. Had the eventually. Yeah. So the Octavia, all these came about and then eventually went into, you know, um, uh, overdrives and then delays and reverbs and blah, 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 blah. But the very first one that had a foot switch on it was this episode one made by Maestro, who were owned by Gibson. Now, they made loads and loads and loads more pedals over the years. They made a lot of synths and bits and pieces, but eventually they they died of death as, as many companies do and now gibson are like well, why don't we make some more so they've made the uh, a fz-m so instead of the fz1 uh, that has the classic mode on it which is supposed to sound like the fz1 and they've got a modern mode on it as well um which is a more full tone because the fz1 is very mid scooped very very fizzy very aggressive you know it is the satisfaction sound and then you've got a few other pedals so what we've we got we've got a drive we've got a distortion we've got a, a very interesting chorus and a delay uh, they're all about 150 dollars apart from the delay which is uh, 160 dollars more or less um they're all three knobs with a two-way switch and the two-way switch does a different thing on each one because obviously they're different bloody effects and they they look really cool um they sound good i was watching andy's demo over at reverb and they did sound pretty good yeah i mean the i mean they've got modern sensibilities because they've got like top mounted jacks they've got the dc barrel jacks as well which original maestro pedal wouldn't have had well, uh, actually, you say that most of the old fuzzies had top mounted jacks, side mounted jacks, like the boss styles on each side. Actually, was a later. Have thing. you ever seen the Maestro pedal? It's got two on one side. It's it's so weird. It's got the fucking knobs where the top. If you're talking about top mounted jacks, that's where the knobs are to change the 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 volume and the fuzzness. Yeah. Just yeah. weird looking thing. Indeed. But obviously, the, the, it, like they, no one was around to copy Boss yet, or Electro Harmonics, or <laughs> MXR, because they hadn't been invented yet, so you couldn't copy them. Indeed. Yeah, they, they look really weird. Yeah, they just the originals. Like it was, 
all bets are off, weren't it? Like the um, fuzz face was essentially the bottom of a mic stand. <laughs> yeah, Swinaldo. Like yeah. we've got these broken mic stands. What can we do with them? That's it. Drill a couple of holes <laughs> in. Bish bash bosh. Jobs are good and. And obviously, you wouldn't have had a power input back then because it was all running on nine volts. Of course, yeah. yeah. Because fuck you, environment. Like, <laughs> if, if there's a way we could make it less environmentally friendly, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, can, can we get a nuclear powered one? It, can, it, can it take two batteries instead of just That's one? That's the uh, the nuclear powered one. Is the uh, original Soviet fuzz? Oh, <laughs> if if you think about the the need for like a power bank, it would that's there to like power several pedals since this was the only pedal in the world at the time unless you had meant multiple you wouldn't you know you wouldn't necessarily that's it. a battery will do yeah a battery will do <laughs> yeah. and like with elect- electronics the way that it was back then you're more likely to get shocked and killed if it's plugged into the wall <laughs> <laughs> like will not run the risk of stamping on my own death Thank you very much. The size of a transformer, taking it from like two forty down to nine, like down to nine volts. Back then, (laughs) yeah, huge would have been like a car. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, as as a as a plus point for these things, the the aesthetic is pretty awesome. They've got like a real kind of sixties sixties vibe to them, and I, I like that. I dig it. I dig it. And the like the wedge. Wedge-shaped enclosures look kind of cool as well. Um, I like the knobs. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I, Save I, it I for later, Lee. I think the, I think there's some of the clearest controls I've ever seen. Like you, it's, there's no mistaking where your, your where your controls are pointed on them, is there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, no. they are. They are signposted very, very nicely. Um, the the FZM is fine. People are uh, like creaming their kegs for a, the Maestro at the moment. That's cool. That's got a market. The overdrive is a tube screamer. Do we need? Do we need another one? Do we need another hundred and fifty dollar tube screamer? Yeah, and I think that's that's my problem with these things. Uh, like, there's no. there's 800 different overdrive pedals in this, probably about in this kind of one, 120 to 180 price bracket. I would say about 25% of them are already tube screamers. Like, and like, are you going to pick this delay pedal over uh, um, TC flashback? Are you going to p- pick the chorus over? any of the other chorus of pedals in this i think they they're way late to the party if you're going to bring back this brand yeah either bring back the fuzz pedal and do something different or just bring back the fuzz pedal like I, that that one i kind of get you know it's it's got a bit of a legacy it's an old gibson brand so you've got the the license for it anyway all well and good bring back that but the the overdrive and the distortion and the chorus and the delay just they're dropping into a saturated market at the price point where everyone else has got stuff at that price point anyway. Yeah, yeah. The only so, the only thing to bring you here is a Maestro name. And actually, there's no legacy for Maestro making a delay pedal or a chorus pedal or an, or an overdrive or a 
distortion. They they made this one thing that one time. The guy who the guy who made it originally stuck it into a base and it killed it. <laughs> it's, it's not. I'm not even lying. The guy who made it, Glenn Snoddy, decided that he wanted to stick it into the EBOF base. Call it the base, the fuzz bases, and that's what killed the pedal. There you go. No, I'm... the more you know, kids. Indeed. Yeah, like I, I understand. Like obviously, the, the, this pedal is got a classic and a, the, the the fuzz itself has got a classic and then a modern mode. Yeah, that's fine. You know, kind of get people in while make some money off the you know the the brand that is actually your name. Yeah, the your legacy anyway. behind it. Yeah, yeah. I, I... But the other four are dropping into the most oversaturated pedal market in the world at the most oversaturated price point. I I tend to err on the same wavelength as matt i i do um there is a little bit more to it but i do tend to uh, that is kind of where i'm falling as well like i i wanted to see more things that were actually related to what they've done before in the past and yeah. maybe they will eventually maybe this is like their yeah they're testing the water in the yeah. water yeah um so i'm not sure that like, overdrive is a cheap screamer right I'm not 100% sure on that. It has got the low game mode and the high game mode. It didn't sound amazing to me. Uh, and I don't particularly like tube screamers, so it could be. Um, I mean, I'm not 100% sure it is. When I listened to it, it did have a distinctive kind of mid range characteristic. I'm not saying it's mm. exactly a tube screamer, but it's it's close enough for damn it. And I think, I think Matt hit it on the head that actually, like, at the moment, people are jonesing for that um, maestro for us because. There's there's those vintage fuzzies like reissues the solar sound with boss mm. have kind of kicked up a new wave of like excitement for old fuzzies. If they would have done a like a vintage correct reissue, like this is like the legacy, this is the the original one, and we're reproducing X amount for whatever that that would have sold like absolutely it would have sold like hotcakes. These well, like, yeah, we, we see you're talking basically like a, like an NOS force pedal. Yeah, yeah, almost. No, yeah. I, I mean, the NA the NOS stuff's going to be quite hard to get. Although Gibson have been releasing NOS guitars. Yeah, I mean, so I I'd understand that, and and the fact that they've done like oh, it's this is like a modern twist on the classic. They'll get some. They'll get some kind of tangential. Um, interest from that I, I get that but those other four um do they do it better do they do anything different than what's already in that and actually no the a lot of the stuff is not as good as what's out there like for 150 dollars you could go for a one plus and like a one plus i feel so, okay, let's talk about what what is what is a little bit unique about some of these pedals. And when I say unique, I don't mean necessarily unique, but it is is a feature on them. So, like the distortion does have a, a noise gate on it, which sounds like a very good noise gate as well. I mean, when I was listening to the demos, I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute that that sounds very very natural." Yet it does its job. Precision um, drive. To- yeah, I, I don't know the precision drive all that well, but it's that's what this one does. How much is a precision drive? About that. 
and it's about that. So yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, I think it's about 149. And it's a, it's like a modern a modern style distortion with a okay. built-in cool. gate. So right. okay, the the chorus is interesting though because when you switch it up into you've got like a Earth and orbit. When you switch it up into orbit mode, it adds on depending on where you've got the depth. Uh, it'll add on um, a tremolo, which actually go rolls around into more rotary sound. So you had this kind of like nice chorus sound and you can have a pulse on the chorus sound and then it adds a separate like tremolo to it as well. And that sounded really, really nice. For me, that was the standout pedal of the lot. Um, when I was listening to the demos, I was like, actually, that okay. chorus on its own is the most interesting out of all of them to me. Sounded yeah. very, very nice. And the the delay, I wouldn't say it's in... Um, competition with the TC I'd say it's in competition with the CC the uh, carbon copy um, because it is an analog delay with a modulation switch did sound nice but I don't think it's doing anything that the carbon copy's already doing and the carbon, and carbon copy is cheaper, cheaper yeah. <laughs> and the, the, you can get the carbon copy bright which does the carbon copy and the bright and the modulation again for no it doesn't the, if this price. I may kind of wager in. I feel like this is going to be one of those things where they'll be out for six months and then all of a sudden they'll stop making them and then the people that have got them will hold on to them just purely for the resale value. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, if, if they were going to do that, they would have done them in more generic um, boxes and for Gibson to go into something like this, I don't think they would just do it like that you've got like the leds are the three horns so you've got the three the blue yellow and red horns those are the leds so if they were going to do something like that they would just put a normal led in they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have gone yeah. to like this bespoke cases and these sort of things and that is another thing right when you put them all together they do look like one of the old like they do resemble one of the old maestro sort of simps or something along those lines and um like yeah, you know, if you squint yeah. your eyes a little bit, but that's pretty cool. They do look kind of retro. Yeah, the 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 aesthetic is the big big selling point here for it. They they have got a really cool styling to them. Is it enough? Mm. Uh, the, we need to kind of wait and and see, really, don't we? Mm. Um, they could try be some the biggest selling thing this year. I doubt it, but they could be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if if, yeah. if I'm wrong and they sound, you know sound fantastic when you get them and actually you know the overdrive is not a tube screamer and it it's a different flavor and we've not really heard anything the same then all the like like you say like i've not heard the chorus but again the kind of thing you're talking about if you go into the editor with the 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 tc choruses if you go into the you know the app on your phone or even plug it into the computer you will be able to set things to do that but i mean if if they do sound great then they'll probably sell um different uh company that's really good at marketing i know it gets a lot of piss taken out of it and the really heavy nerds on on in the kind of forums that we're we we're all in but like for your general guitarists that don't sit and spend four hours a day on facebook arguing over which transistor to use in their fuzz pedal um <laughs> like th- those kind of people will see this kind of thing and, and it'll look cool and they'll go oh you know you know i might pick one of those up and yeah. um, like like having the Gibson brand behind it, I know it's technically Maestro, but like they'll advertise it as it's a Gibson brand, and it's a company that markets itself really well. I know yeah. we we criticise it a lot, but actually, 
all the things that we've criticised have done done worked wonders for them. So I'm sure I'm sure these will sell well. I'd like yeah. to criticise those cables. They look rubbish, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they're... it looks like cheap, cheap plastic cables. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I mean, we can criticise the cables, is... but the coronet is. <laughs> I'm also criticising those picks because they're fucking awful. Oh yeah, there, yeah. There is, there is another factor that might play into this, which is the buying power of components. So a lot of companies are struggling to get the components in to make their pedals. Gibson aren't going to have that problem, so it might be that they they'll be able to put their wares into shops where other people won't be able to. Yeah, those very so same shops be. that we can't go into or are restricted. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we've we got... can do whatever you want as long as you say you're not going to do something. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Ask the prime minister if you say it's a mm. yeah a work event. You're fine. Well, uh, for for us, it could be. <laughs> but I I want to say like cheese and what? I'm going to try and get these this uh, fuzz tone FZM on Tonepedia. I'm going to yeah. work really hard to try and get it on there because we have got an FZ one. Cool. And it'd be nice to just put them against each other and just see how how close it actually is. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd happily, I'd happy to be proved wrong with these. I'd be happy if uh, if they did turn out pretty cool because like i say they, they've got a really strong aesthetic uh mm. and uh, the only thing is you wouldn't want to put any of them on the second tier of your board would you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i suppose not yeah right um let's let's move on i think we're, we're probably at a point where we can do one last thing and i, and I did say that we'd uh we'd do an obituary this week um oh uh, yes mr dumble Mr. Howard Alexander Dumble. He's uh he's gone. I, to be to be honest, I thought he died in the nineties. So, um, oh man, I like I always I just assumed that that he died in the nineties because like his amps are uh so sought been after made for a while. Yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> yeah. he's he's such a recluse and and like the the amps seem to like command such a such a mystique about them um but yeah so he he's he did um the shame it 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 is it is um he was 77 so he wasn't exactly young yeah yeah and Um, it's good innings um, yeah it's not yeah it's not bad is it um so and his amp sounded really good when he was around yeah, I, I imagine they're Probably still going to sound good. <laughs> yeah, they might still sound good, but they're not going to make them anymore properly, are they? No, they haven't made them properly for haven't made them for ages. That's why they're so expensive. That's why they go for yeah. hundred grand. That's it. And they're going to go for even more now. Let's be honest. Yeah, the price isn't going to go down, is it? Right. So I, I figure we'll we'll do a little uh, little who can we name who who uses. Um, who uses Dumballs? Oh, there's one person that comes first to mind. Yeah, go on then. Oh. Mr. John Mayer, John, obviously. John Mayer. I've got a list of nine here. That isn't, so... that isn't who popped into my head first. Go on then. Who, who are we saying, Lee? And it's really annoying because I can't think of his name. Of the, the blues player, the um, the one that charges loads for his tickets and he's... Bo John Amasa. Yes, thank you. Okay. Bo John Amasa, that's who I was going to think Okay, of. that's yeah. two out of nine. Two out of nine ain't bad, as Meatloaf said. 
did um, Dave Gilmore ever use him? I'm not sure. Uh, I've not got him on my list. He, he could very well have, but I've got I've got I, nine people. I imagine Clapton will have done at some point. Clapton does, yeah. but he's not on my list. I've got I've, I was given nine of well, the quote unquote shit, then, top. <laughs> top, yeah. <laughs> Clapton, Clapton kind of dipped in and out with it. There were nine people who stood by them. Um, John Mayer's one, Bonamassa's one. Someone who was mentioned earlier today uh, by myself. Um, Santana. Santana. Uh, yeah, Santana. He moved over from Mesa to Dumble uh, around the point where <laughs> um, where we he played um, that Supernatural album. Uh, I'm just trying to think of anybody else who uses a Dumble and so, yeah, Santana. nobody springs to mind. No. Um, Cut this Hammett. This two. <laughs> Couldn't even spell it. Uh, Dimebag Daryl. (laughs) Dimebag Dumble, yeah. I'll tell you what, I would not be surprised if these people actually did own Dumbles. (laughs) They they might have. What about Albus Dumbledore? (laughs) (laughs) It was his signature ramp. He lived for a long time, so he managed to save up loads of money, isn't it? Go through my list here. We've got Carlos Santana. We've got David Lindley, don't know who he is. Ben Harper, um, and Ben Harper, the ex Newcastle United striker. Ben, ben Harper, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Actually, what about Lindsay Buckingham? Uh, Would he have? Had no, one? no. Bonnie Wright was one of them. Bonnie Wright's legit. I, I rate Bonnie Wright. <laughs> um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. He was like big man thing, weren't he? Stevie Ray Vaughan. And then of him. final one, Robin Ford. Yeah. He's he's yeah, notorious for he's... nothing sounds like, like no other ramp sounds like a dumbbell. Um yeah. I think Larry Carlton also played one. Um but again, like if I could play like Bonnie Ray and Robin Ford mixed, just like amalgamate those two together, I would be a happy man. Mike. I thought you were going to say you would get a dumbbell. <laughs> That's what I, mean, I thought you were going with that. I'd bankrupt myself to get a dumbbell. Yeah, I mean that. Like the the amps that you are showing here are probably like a decent chunk of my house. <laughs> so I, I, I love I love how this amp is worth like hundred grand, and yet the overdrive special that is written on there looks like it was written on a calculator. <laughs> yeah, it's the, like the shittest font. Now, if I, I didn't get, obviously, too much chance to talk about these releases this week, but I actually want to wager this question to you guys. So we can talk about this more next week. Um, ESP have brought out, obviously, the start of their new, cat, you know, their new yeah, range. phase one, I think they call it, yeah. Yeah, phase one. Um, and obviously, uh, the big flagship model for the, the phase one was the James Hetfield Snakebite Camo, camo yeah, Explorer. Yeah. Yeah. So before, and I, my friend owns one of the the um, snake bites, and mm. I think I think he paid about twelve hundred pounds for it, brand new. Yeah. Now the new camo one, just for the LTD version, is eighteen hundred pounds. And if you want, if you want the full blown ESP model, you. Talking from what I saw about six thousand pounds. Jesus Christ! Now, nice. my question is: Why? 
Why? Yeah, it's fucking yes. disgusting. Because, because let's be honest. I mean, what the, the fuck has gone on there? Well, I, you know, I can understand maybe for the amount of money for the full-blown ESP model. I understand that because, it, you know, it's, it's James Hetfield. And no, they just say I that part, a portion of the money does go to the All Within My Hands Foundation, which currently is owned by Metallica. But near enough £2,000 for an LTD, a factory in, you know, I think it's Indonesia they're still made at World Music, if I'm right in saying, for a factory-made guitar is asking a lot. Especially when it looks like that, mate. I'm flicking between the two models here, right? I'm flicking between the ESP and the LTD, right? And there is no way in hell there's like, what was it, like four and a half grand's difference? Like, all I can see is it's different coloured hardware. And well, the, back, I think yeah. the back of the LTD one is just the plain satin rather than the uh, the actual um, KU camouflage, I think they're calling it. Well, I'm going to channel my mat here. No one's going to fucking see that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like, I, like, I, I don't like the finish. I think it, I don't know whether it's like the album cover of the latest Metallica songs or whatever. I don't, I don't know just, where, where it's come from, but it, it looks like James, really bad. James basically has a custom one. The, that has it's, that camouflage. Just, it looks okay. weird. Like uh, I could get on board with some camo, but that just it looks really bad. So here, and I like I used to like Metallica. <laughs> I love Metallica. <laughs> right, I, here, here's the differences I can see. Right, you see this brown. Look at the, look at this color brown. Oh, the whole thing is different. The 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 creamy bit is a different color as well. Yeah, either that slightly. or they've taken taken the photo of one of them with like slightly, a filter, a different filter, slightly on. different yeah. light or something. <laughs> yeah. Because the frets are dimmer on 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 the cheaper one, the frets, you know, and there's no way the frets are actually dimmer in real life, unless it's the stainless steel frets. I don't know, but um, yeah, look, you've got um, you can see the center poles on these look like they might be um, spurzels. Yeah, um, these are, and the pickups are different, and the hardware here is a different color. Um, but these are more or less the same guitars, right? You could buy that that LTD and put the hardware on it from this one, and it would cost you probably about twenty p. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, but if you're going for like the top, not, yeah, yeah. like the top of the line stuff, an extra couple of hundred quid, and you'd get the same product. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no, I completely agree, and it is. They also seem to have gone very sort of tea style inspired this year. But none of There's them are... There's been a lot. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've brought back the TE range, but all of them are kind of humbucker and... They're basically yeah, like gym roots, no... aren't they? Rather than like traditional tellies. Um, I, I must say when I was looking through them when they did the release... And they've done some more of the like the eighty-seven classics as just coming up here as Lee's. I oh, I'm really drawn yeah, to that in that dark Italian purple. That's, it is really really nice. That is nice. I mean, um, I'm lo- probably not at the price they're asking. The yes, I think for that they're asking fourteen hundred. Jesus Christ! I mean, you know, no, the no. I'm uh, sorry. That, uh, These look like 150 pound guitars. Let me, I mean, they, just, let they, me they, just very. They know, but like, didn't 
ESP do a thing where all the LTDs were like under 700 and then they had ESP basically... Yeah, E2 or... E2, that was it, ESP E2s yeah. and they were like 700 to 1200 and then the full full fat ESPs were like 1200 plus. What happened to that? Why are these LTDs suddenly yeah. 1400 quid? Uh, I suppose it's what's um, happening in well, the market because you know like um, Ibanez have um, normally say like here's a hundred or two hundred guitars that we're going to release and they might only release at eighty they only announced twenty this year no one can get all the bits so, that they need to make guitars that's why everything a lot is. of the old a lot of the old ESP two hundred series and I know because I've owned, I owned a couple of them when I first started out you know they were two hundred three hundred pound guitars now they've got I think like their new introduction i guess into like i guess that that 200 range just got that the m201 and it's 500 pounds and i think it's i think it's again it's like basswood you know body extremely basic it's their own you know esp yeah, passive prior, pickups and i'm like sorry proprietary hardware and stuff yeah yeah and like I'm sorry, but for five hundred pounds, it's a no. And I'm just looking here at the um, the H one thousand that we just saw on the screen. Mm. But fifteen hundred pounds, fifteen hundred pounds for an LTD. And I'm 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 sorry, but no, no. Yeah, it just it they're going the wrong way. I like yeah. I I actually quite like some of the guitars that ESP and LTD do. I actually quite look their their weird like hybrid offset. <laughs> I love, SG, yeah, I, I love really the Viper. The I love the Viper. Um, but and, the the price points just they they kind of looked like they were going the right way, and now they just seem to have shot off in the wrong direction. They all look. And I'm like kind of worried because I they all look like beginner guitars. You can go on marketplace now, and you could pick up probably half these guitars for under three hundred quid. Easy, yeah. And I've also I've said to you guys, I am waiting for the RZK3, which is meant to be coming out in this phase uh, from a little birdie who, whom I know. And I'm slightly worried now that there's not going to be an LCD version and I'm not if he's going to be talking 4,000, three or 4,000. Nah, I, I, I can't be paying that. Yeah. For that reason. No matter how much I would want it. Indeed. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna extend a massive thank you to our um to our listeners. I'm gonna extend an even massive thank you to our Patreon backers. And for as little as two dollars a month, you can be part of those exclusive, exclusive crew um of people who are as follows Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects of the Just Surprise Me podcast and the Masters of the Cinematic Universe, which this week, I believe, will feature me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom. He did the thing. <laughs> uh, we've got Mr. Hugh G. Rection. We've boing, got boing. Mr. Uh, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And we've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Um, they've released another episode this week. They, it's it's not quite as 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 frequent as other podcasts, and I it, it leaves me jonesing. It leaves me jonesing. Um, if you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series, which this week will feature the uh, Joyo British sound, I believe. 
<laughs> and you're nearly at a thousand subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, nine hundred and twenty-one as we uh, as we podcast today. Not that I'm counting or anything. Um, but yeah, it's it's we're we're almost there. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. Um, uh, and a, like a massively, massively awesome community of people. There's so many just kind people, like sharing knowledge and just being being great, great people. So I, I extend thanks to those as well. Just for being amazing. Speaking of an amazing community, Pedalboards of Doom features this guy and this guy. So hey, it, always, it always freaks me out when you point in like you're at the top of my screen, so you're pointing at my tabs that are above you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you literally pointed at Toad Drums Metallica, which is a tab, tab that I've opened whilst we've been on the podcast. Nice. Pointed at uh, Keeley compressors for, for <laughs> like, Robert Keeley. Run this week sponsored soon. by Keeley compressors. <laughs> so, All of your compressing uh, needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got uh, Pedalboards of Doom on um, Facebook. So it's the largest pedal community on Facebook and possibly in the world. Uh, specific, definitely the most active. He says, thinking it might not be. Oh, it probably is. So we'll go with that. Uh, we can't we? substantiate the claims, but no one can refute <laughs> it either. So we're all good. <laughs> Yeah, it like it, it probably is unless Reddit wants to say yes, we are bigger than you. We talk about pedals occasionally, but yeah, I'm. Oh, in that annoying voice. That's how I mean, Reddit talks, man. Have you never spoke to Reddit? No, Jesus, I don't know him personally. He, he also goes Reddit, 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 Reddit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got Instagram and Facebook, and we've got a great YouTube channel with Mr. Budget Pedal Chap on there, and Mr. Oh my gosh, it's Josh and Mr. Matt. No, no Matt's not there. No. Matt, join no. us. <laughs> um, Sounds like a lot of effort, doesn't it? But I'm still not going to. I'd literally. This week was the first time I've played electric guitar since I moved into this house in the house. So trying to get me to actually sit down and do something that might become a video is going to be almost impossible. You could just do rants, Matt's rants. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, if you, you do your news and I'll do a response rant every week. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. He's wrong on that. He's wrong there as well. What's he can fucking com- point in this shit. Completely get fucked with that. <laughs> oh, man. Matt's, I'm, Matt I'm talks like, boomer bends. I'm like half laughing at that, half thinking, do you know what? This could be a good idea. <laughs> We're on to a winner. I genuinely think that's fucking brilliant. I think we need to do it. Indeed. Right, okay. God, what have we done? Uh, Sorry. So... Yeah, no one's going to support the YouTube channel if, if he's doing that. Um, right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we've we've got all those. And then obviously I work over at Timepedia as well where we make interactive demos with authentic sound files so you can hear how things sound through various different guitars and various different amps. And you can hear guitars and amps. And you can hear pickups, but don't tell anyone. And um, we are Big even cups. releasing... Um, acoustic pedals as well now uh and before matt has a rant it is acoustic pedals <laughs> that are eqs that are made for like acoustics no no <laughs> i'm i'm all on board for acoustic pedals because generally acoustics plugged in sound shit and you need to cover up what they sound like so yeah. i've actually in the past run an acoustic board with an acoustic guitar at open mics because 
no one wants to hear just an acoustic plugged in without it at least covered with a bit of chorus and reverb and delay. Yeah, yeah no one absolutely. needs that negativity yeah, in the lot. It's hundred percent true. Or mic'd up. It, it, yeah, but, but I mean, an open mic night, it's a bit of a hassle to, you know, tell people not to move and 100%. all that nonsense. Whereas or you've yeah, got I, one acoustic song in your set. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, no, like I used to, when I used to go to open mics, I used to get there at the start of the night and put a pedal board down so that people could, like, have mm. a little bit of, so their acoustic guitar didn't just sound like a plugged in acoustic guitar. Um, I, I used to, yeah, get there early, plug that in, and, and let everybody use it just because it stopped things sounding fucking horrendous. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's where you can find me. Um... <laughs> Indeed. Josh, fucking horrendous. Joshy. That's where you can find me. <laughs> Joshy ZK. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, things. Joshy ZK on YouTube, the Corona Mortis, and the Guitar Geeks podcast on Instagram. Indeed. And you also do Simples. feature on Pedal Boards of Doom as well, which is fabulosa. Okay. When my Mac decides to work, yes. <laughs> oh, it's all dear. good now. It's all good. It's all good. That's, that's for now. the operating system, isn't it? Inconsistency. <laughs> <laughs> and and Matt, heel underscore Matt Q at Twitter and Twitter Instagram. Yeah, yo. That's correct. Yeah, yo. How long have you been saying that? About five years, I think. That's I. Um, So that's us for this week. That that is us for this week. Oh, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedalstrap. From Mr. (laughs) Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. (laughs) Bye, Matt. Wee. And from the other guys. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta-ra, everybody. Why are frogs always so happy? They eat whatever bugs them. <laughs> and that is that is the winner. Like, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, is the best reaction to it. <laughs>